Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And we have a ton of fun stuff to talk about today. Yes, lot. <laughs> yeah, you really sold all the fun stuff we have to talk well, about. It's, well, it's just because there was so much that, that kind of came out in the Indie Showcase this week. So there's so many things that we kind of want to talk about. Luckily, there isn't much other much other news to talk about. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited. I I really have yeah. always loved these indie showcases. I like when they happen. We haven't had too many uh, like good Nintendo directs, at least no first party Nintendo directs. No. So I'm excited <laughs> when we get these indies because a lot of the times that's what I'm playing anyway. To be 100 percent honest, it's mm-hmm. it's mostly indies for me and. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited what we got. So what we're going to do is we're going to really just jump into it. This whole episode is going to be a lot of games. There's new releases coming out. There's this indies that we're into. So we've got a ton of awesome game news to discuss. And I think we should just kick it right off with the Indie World Showcase, which we just got. It just came out August 18th. So if you didn't know, we record on Sunday. So there's been a few days for us to kind of go through the Indie World Showcase. I've seen it a couple of times now and went through each game and uh, this was 23 minutes long, had all kinds of stuff, and it did start with a disclaimer, which seems to be the norm now from Nintendo, and that said, due to COVID-19, release dates and other information presented in this video are subject to change. So we are giving hmm. a lot of the dates they gave were kind of approximate dates anyway, They're you know, just like season of 2020 yeah. yeah very generalized a handful which i was super surprised about came out the day of the showcase which i love when they do that i love, I love when they when, do that yeah yeah i love when any company does that you know during e3 you get a lot of that stuff where it's like and out today so we and got a surprise. lot of that which was nice yeah and there was mm-hmm. demos that came out um so yeah, let's just jump right into the games. The very first one we both checked on the showcase, and that's Hades. That comes out autumn 2020. It's by Supergiant Games. So if you are familiar with Bastion or Transistor, you already know Supergiant Games. Both of those games I have bought and downloaded to my Switch. I still have not got around to playing them. Uh, both of them are absolutely beautiful. The music in them looks amazing. It sounds amazing. So I'm sure Hades is going to be more of that quality that we're used to seeing. Now, the idea of Hades is it's Greek mythology inspired. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler. So you play as Hades and you continue to battle your way through these dungeons. And each time you die, you start over, but you may be stronger the next time you go through so you can get further and further into the game. One thing that they did mention I thought was super interesting and I want to see this more and more is Hades had already come out on PC. People have been playing it for quite a while. If that is somebody like yourself that's already been doing this, you will have carryover progress. So you can have cross save. So if you have been playing on the PC, you can load up your game on the Switch and be right where you left off, which I think is excellent. I think it's very important that they do that. Uh, So I'm excited to see that happening. Yeah, and I like that they had a little tiny disclaimer at the top of the screen. I don't know if you noticed it, but it said you must have the same version of the game across platforms. <laughs> so I wonder if there's like an older version of the game or something. Yeah, but, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked this because it kind of reminded me a lot of Diablo and I have some really good memories of us playing Diablo in, in the office during lunch years mm-hmm. and years ago. And and it was a lot of fun. And I like that style of game. The, the 
the overall look of the game isn't something I usually gravitate towards, but I think it would be really cool to to try this out and mix it up a little bit. Yeah, no, this this one seems to have a more of an animated look, but it does still have mm-hmm. that isometric perspective that I've seen them do with Transistor. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that it's the same company. It does still have that similar look, but uh, something a little different. And I'm excited. I gave it a check. It's been, I think it's been on my my Steam wishlist or my Epic Store wishlist for quite a while now. And uh, it's always just been PC. I don't think it's on Mac. So mm. it's something I've wanted to play and I've always thought looked really cool. Now it's coming to Switch. I will be playing it for sure. Within the next couple of months anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next game that they talked about, which I checked is Hypnospace Outlaw. I thought this looked really interesting and I'm actually surprised you didn't check it, Michael. Um, it came out August 27th or comes out August 23rd. 27th uh you can pre-order it now and there is a demo available which i downloaded and i started playing a little bit it's by no more robots and it is an alternate alternate reality internet simulator and they i quote them uh saying it's a portal back to the early days of the internet and if you download the demo and you just try this out within the first two minutes you'll definitely get the 90s feels like when you play this um so essentially it the best way I can describe it is you're in this alternate reality and through your switch, you are transported into this 90s-esque computer environment operating system where you are trying to track down people that are ruining this online community or like hacking it or causing issues and things like that, breaking community guidelines. So it's your job to kind of find these people and hunt them down and and take them down. So um I didn't get that far in the demo. It was just basically the demo is a tutorial of learning how to use the operating system. So think of like those early 90s tutorials when it's like this does this and this does that. And it shows you like Mm -hmm. on the screen and it shows like the mouse going over and clicking it. And I I can see how this might be a little tedious using like the switch controls, but with a map, like you're controlling a mouse like on a computer screen, but it does have touch screen, which is nice for the keyboard and stuff. I tried that. out. I think that'll help for a game like this. Yeah, definitely. So, so far in the demo, I haven't gotten too in-depth into it, so I can't give, you know, a full opinion on it so far. It is just a demo. But it seems pretty interesting and different and fun. So, you know, it's a demo. Yeah. Give it a try. I saw I saw the um, the trailer for it. It looked a little too crazy for, for me, but knowing that there's a demo, maybe I'll just fire it up and see. But yeah, it was a little so- it was a little crazy. So far, it's not as crazy as the trailer kind of made it seem because they really walk you through it like pretty slowly. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it's yeah, it's not it's not as bad as I think you might think it would be. OK, the next one I'm excited to try out. It's it's something that not typically, at least from the animated trailer would be I would be interested in. But once I started looking into the gameplay, I, it was something that I'd like. And that is Spirit Fairer. It did come out. It's out now. It's by Thunder Lotus Games. And you play as Stella who helps spirits find their way to the afterlife. Now, in the trailer it's like this sort of animation it's got this cheesy song playing over it and it was just kind of like oh boy what is this but once we they got into the <laughs> actual game plan i could see what you're doing i it's something i would like you are basically building a boat to explore the world and then befriend and care for the spirits that you meet along the way before you release them into the afterlife and it has all of those 
sim game like uh like animal crossing or stardew valley where you're gonna farm you're gonna mine you fish you harvest you cook you craft and all of these different things as you basically build this boat so you can do this for your your uh, passengers and friends it says that you're gonna be able to play for hours in this sort of relaxing cozy environment which i like it's a great one for laying down before you go to bed and if you want there is two-player co-op where you play uh, an adventure with Daffodil the cat. So those cat lovers out there, you have another game where <laughs> there's a cat in it. So congratulations. But Spiritfarer sounds pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, I do love those crafting games and those mining games and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited for that. And uh, I want to check this one out. Yeah, me too. I had to check on this one also. Uh, and it reminded me, I don't know, I got some Studio Ghibli vibes. Ghibli, however you say it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Just from the intro and and or not the intro, but like the the trailer for it. It looks cute. It looks cute. Yeah, um, definitely. The next one I have checked is Garden Story. Comes out in 2021, and it is by Pigogram and Rose City Games. Now, this game is an action-adventure where you play as a grape helping rebuild his fruity community while fighting off the dangerous rot. Uh, and it's... The creator Picogram said it's basically a, it was created to inspire community stewardship and building up your community. The way I saw it from everything that they showed was it's basically a fruity version of Stardew Valley. So sign me up. Yep. <laughs> it looks cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this one looks cute. This one reminded me of Forager when I was playing that. It has mm-hmm. sort of the Stardew Valley vibes, but that kind of colorful, playful environment of Forager. Um, mm-hmm. and in my mind, I was like, all right, I've already played that. So that's the only reason I didn't give this a check. It was, I, I like the idea of, it, and it is a lot of those things that I already like, but it just kind of looked like almost too much like a game that I've already played. You'll have to let me know how it is. And then maybe I'll grab it after. Well, we have until 2021. So <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of time. So we'll, who knows? We'll see more on that. And I could be totally yeah. sold. Now, one game that I am very, very excited about is Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero, I have been playing Subnautica and played it on um, PC for quite a while and then kind of fell off, just got playing other stuff and haven't been able to go back. And now one thing I will say about Subnautica is it is extremely beautiful, but it was taxing on my computer. I always seem to have some sort of issue when I was trying to get it to look as good as possible. And it could be because I was also streaming it while I was playing it. And that seems to Mm. always be an added layer of difficulty for anything. So that could be what was causing it. But the fact that this is going to be on the switch now and I can just play it and I can play it wherever I want and I can still just, you know, dock it and have it stream with Elgato and it still be able to play it. It makes me extremely, extremely excited. This is announced for early 2021. It's by Unknown Worlds. And if you are not familiar with Subnautica, it's a survival game. Basically, you crash on this alien planet and you have to do whatever you can to survive. You're going to be exploring under the water. You're going to be building a base under there. And you're going to try to figure out why it is that you crashed on this planet and what has happened to this planet before you even got there. And then the sequel, which I have not been able to play yet and has still been kind of in beta and they're still working on it, is Below Zero. That's also coming out, which I think is super exciting. And I'm amazed it will be because Subnautica did seem so demanding that I could understand that being able to play on the Switch. But the fact that Below Zero is going to be able to play on the Switch really surprised me. And being able to get both, I'm assuming hopefully it'll be in a bundle. 
um, I'm, I'm just, I'm completely on board for more Subnautica. You didn't finish Subnautica, right? No, I haven't finished it. Okay. So do you think when it comes out, you would buy both and replay oh, Subnautica? Yeah. No, I would definitely yeah. buy both. Um, I yeah. would buy both. I don't, I, I haven't on, like I said, I, I've played a lot on, mm-hmm. on PC and I'm probably you got pretty, pretty far. Yeah, I'm pretty far. I'm probably yeah. pretty close. So it, it it really depends on sort of my backlog. If I'm able to jump back on the PC and, and finish it there, then maybe I would do that just so I don't have to replay, you know, three quarters of the game again mm-hmm. that I've already played. But either way, Subnautica Blow Zero, I'm 100% getting on the Switch. Yeah. And if it is bundled and it's a decent price, I would probably just buy both. Yeah. I watched a couple playthroughs of Subnautica Below Zero uh, in the beta. Mm-hmm. And I think the story is really, really cool, at least from what I saw so far. So I think you'll really like it. But I'm really interested to see how this is going to perform on the Switch. And looking around on the Internet, a lot of people are concerned about that. <laughs> well, that, that's my concern, too. Like I said, even yeah, on the computer, yeah. it's, it's hard to make it run as well as you want it to. But if they port it and they port it well, I mean, it's on yeah. Xbox, it's on PlayStation. So mm-hmm. they are able to port this and make it work. And I, I believe, you know, playing Witcher and some of the other games that I've been playing, yeah. it can be done. Um I'm just I, I I won't buy it before some reviews and some people have been able to test it because I don't want it to be it's a game that needs to be played and seen in the best way possible. And yeah. if it just doesn't do it on Switch, I think it would be a disservice to the game. But if if they're able to port it and it runs as well as Witcher does, then it's going to stand up and it's going to be amazing. I hope that's the case. <laughs> yeah, me too. So the next game, neither of us checked, but we wanted to make sure that we brought attention to all the games that were announced. Uh, It's called Takeshi and Hiroshi. It's available now by Oink Games. And you play as Takeshi, an aspiring game designer who is creating games to entertain his little brother Hiroshi. And it looks like Hiroshi's in the hospital and, you know, you're, you're trying to comfort him by building these games. And the challenge is you can't make the game too difficult for him, but you also can't make it too easy. It needs to be a challenge. So... I thought it was a cute idea. The animation and the the art style itself looked really, really nice. But just the story wise, I wasn't I didn't really gravitate towards it at all. Yeah, I, I thought that this one had the, the, the claymation animations were really, really yeah. cool. And it is a strategy game, which I tend to like. But overall, it just was not something that grabbed me. Yeah. Uh, the next game I have checked, I thought this one looks really interesting. It's called Raji, an Ancient Epic. It's available now, and it's also a time console exclusive. It's by Nodding Heads Games, and I believe this is their first game. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. <laughs> it's an action adventure set in ancient India, and it dives deep into Indian culture and takes inspiration from Hindu and Balinese mythology. So just the game itself looks beautiful and i'm interested in learning about other cultures and stories and things like that so yeah i thought this one looked really really neat i think you are gonna love the next one as soon as i saw it i was like oh well (laughs) christina is gonna want to be a part of that because we've discussed bed and breakfasts before and this is called bear and breakfast and it comes out next year it's by gummy cat studio and armor games studios and it is a management game management adventure you play as hank who is a bear that transforms a shack in the woods into a thriving b&b so i mean that sounds great 
I checked it because it's a management game. I like those a lot. You can, you're, you're basically going to decorate the BNB. You're going to manage the co- the clientele that comes in and all of the different day to day activities that you have to do. It has a cute sort of animated, uh, don't starve sort of look to it. I think, mm-hmm. and I, I like it. I think any sort of management game piques my interest, and if they do. Uh, it fairly well, then it's going to be a hit with me. So I liked it. I want to play as Hank. And they they did tease some mysteries because apparently you can expand on this shack. And so you're going to add rooms and stuff. But it, they did say, be careful, you know, expanding too far because there's things in the woods that could bother you. So I'm excited to see what those things are and uh, play some some bear and bear or bear and breakfast, I guess I should say. <laughs> I think it's a clever, clever name. I love that they named the bear Hank. It's like the perfect name for a bear. And I love management games. (laughs) So yeah, sign me up for this. And not only that, I love the name Gummy Cat Studio. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just love that studio name. I I think it's cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I will be getting this whenever it comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, Next up is called, it's a game called A Short Hike. We both have this one checked. It is available now. And I actually did pick this one up. I bought this one. Nice. It's it's on my switch. It's by Adam Robinson U and Whirlpool Whip <laughs> Whipperwill. Um, but anyway, you explore Hawk Peak Provincial Park at your own pace. Uh, this one looks cute. Like you just basically explore this campground. You talk to other campers. They give you things like compasses and the art style. It's like pixelated, but not. Hmm. It, it's different. It, it's just I haven't really seen many games like this. Um. So yeah, I picked it up. I thought it looked really good. Cool. Yeah, Shore Hike, I gave that a check. Looks cool. Uh, I like the idea of it. Seems like it could be sort of relaxing. I'm always into that. So you'll have to let us know what you think when you get some time with it. The next one I checked is Card Shark. I'm super excited. It comes out 2021. It's by the same people that did Reigns and a couple other games, like uh, sort of strategy-based games. And in this one, it's an adventure game about cheating at cards, and it takes place during the 18th century France. It's got a beautiful animated look to it. And I like the idea that it's a card strategy game where you're not building a deck, but you're actually sort of using sleight of hand and trying to cheat to win the card game and it seems like you work your way up through the ranks maybe there's tournaments or something like that but you don't want to get shot when somebody finds out you've been cheating so card shark very very cool the trailer shows the guy um he comes on after during the the direct he comes on after and he i believe he's the director of the game and he's doing a card trick while he's describing the game which i thought was pretty cool and uh yeah i like the feel i like the look totally want to check this out so the next game I checked, and I'm surprised you didn't, is because it it looks almost exactly like Diablo. It's Torchlight 3. I've never played any of these Torchlight games, but this one looks amazing. It comes out August or autumn 2020, so within, a, I guess, a couple months, possibly. Uh, it's by Extra Games and Perfect World Entertainment. It's set a century after Torchlight 2. Now, again, I haven't played any of these, so I don't know if I have to play Torchlight 2 enjoy this if it is like diablo i would assume not because you can kind of just jump in and if you did play the others there's like little easter eggs and stuff that make a nod to the fact that you did and you'll be in the know but i don't think you would have to play it and i just love the look it seems like very much like a 
a, a Diablo, but it more, a little bit more colorful, a little bit more um, just I, I like the saturation of the, the world that you're in in this game. And if you are playing on Switch, you get an exclusive red fairy when you play, which I don't know what that does for you, but I like exclusive content. So maybe I will be picking this up. I really, when I saw it, I like the loot. I like just everything that was going on in the game. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked I've never played any of them, but this might be the one, Torchlight 3. And if, if you're listening and you have played Torchlight games, let us know. Uh, shoot us a message over on our on our Discord or feel free to shoot us a tweet or something because I'm just curious to see if it's a must to play some of the other games. That's the reason I didn't check it was because this is game three. I didn't know, do I need to play one and two in order to actually understand what's going on? And based on the trailer and what they were showing, what they showed us, I had no clue what it was about. I, I knew nothing about it. So because the trailer was like that, I was like, I don't really understand what's happening. And I don't really feel like going back and playing all these other games to understand. Yeah, <laughs> my guess is we don't. It. Because I mean, I never played any Diablos and I jumped in on Diablo 3. So, Well, see, that's when is... I jumped in on 2, though, was Diablo 3. And I still didn't really totally understand what was happening. I was just shooting things. Uh, the next one is Manifold Garden. We both have this one checked. It's available now, and it's by William William Cheer Studio. Chire. 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 Shear. Who knows? Let us know. <laughs> Basically, you solve these mind-bending puzzles by manipulating gravity, and it draws inspiration from physics-defying artworks. That was in their words, but basically, like artists like M.C. Escher and things like that. It looks insane. It looks kind of crazy and would hurt my brain but um i i like games like that so i mm-hmm. uh i didn't pick this one up i wanted to wait until maybe it went on sale or something but it looks really cool yeah i gave it a check we'll see what happens uh, i'm not gonna pay full price for it the next game that they talked about was evergate it's available now it's by stone lantern games it is a dreamlike 2d puzzle platformer set in the afterlife where you guide a childlike spirit named Quee or Key. Uh, on a journey through life, death, space, and time. There's some interesting functionality in the game where you have this thing called the Everspark, I think is what it was called. And you can use that Everspark to use these gems to jump across the screen, which that, that looked like a really cool mechanic, but just not a game for me personally. Um, yeah, but I think if yeah. I think if people liked Ori in the Blind Forest, but it, that was too lame for them, they might enjoy Evergate. <laughs> Yeah, it has a very similar feel to Ori. So if that's yeah. your genre, then you probably would like this. Then they gave us a bunch of those quick glimpses. They went through. Uh, we put them in order of when they're supposed to be coming out. So August 21st, we have In Most. August 27th, we have Struggling. Uh, September 23rd, we get Unrailed, which I did download the demo for that. I haven't had a chance to check it out, but it does look like something I would be into. It's it's another management type game. After that, we have September 24th is Going Under. Autumn 2020, we have Grindstone, which I've played Grindstone when it was on Apple Arcade. It's very, very good puzzle game. So if you like puzzle games, think, uh, I don't know, Candy Crush or something like that. It Mm -hmm. is that vein of game, but much, much better. There's some strategy elements involved and it's super satisfying with the sound and just it's it's a wonderful game. Uh, Autumn 2020 as well is Goner 2. Followed by Autumn 2020, uh, the Red Lantern. This is something both of us have checked. We've wanted this, I think, last winter when they originally announced this game. We showed it a year ago. 
Yeah. yeah, they did show it a year ago, and I, for whatever reason, it got pushed off. But in Red Lantern, you play as, um, a, a, I guess, a musher or something. Is um, in an Iditarod, I believe it's the Iditarod, but Iditarod, you're basically yeah. running a, a sleigh team, and there seems to be some mystery involved, and it just takes place in the winter, which we're, you know, working our way towards right now. So I'm excited to play this this. The winter. I don't want to. I don't think I'm going to worry about it in the fall time, but I do yeah. want to play this in the winter when we ourselves are stuck in the snow. Followed by Haven, late 2020, and then She Dreams Elsewhere, with which is early 2021. And then they wrapped it up with news. I'm sad that you know Mob isn't here to <laughs> announce this because he loved the game so much, but. Apparently, Untitled Goose Game is getting a free multiplayer update, so you and your goose friend can go and wreak havoc together. It's coming out September 23rd, and they also teased a physical release, which is just coming soon. They didn't have a date for it. So I'll probably be picking up Untitled Goose Game at some point, just because now they have multiplayer, and me and my sister have been wanting to play this game together. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So lots of... A lot more games than the last direct. A lot more games that we're interested in than the last direct. Um, I was very happy overall with this. With, with this yeah, one. I loved it. There, I, I think yeah. we've almost got to check. There's maybe four games that we didn't check that we at least one or both of us are interested in for this whole thing. It's so yeah. many, so many games. I love how different they all feel. I like. I'm so excited for all of this stuff and that we're getting them within. You know, about a year over the next year, all of these games will mm-hmm. be on the Switch, and I'm I cannot wait. Really, really happy after this. I think this is yeah. I, I've always a fan of these indie directs. I always feel like, you know, that's that's where I play most of the games are indie directs first the first party, and they just they really delivered this time. I'm I can't wait. Yeah, I think they had a really nice range of different types of games. They also like the ratio of games that are coming out or came out that day are coming out later this month um, and in in the fall and early 2021. Like the way that just the ratio of those games is, is perfect. Just enough for you to like love what's coming out just around the corner and then things to look forward to, you know, within a short period of time. I, mm-hmm. I loved it. Now, speaking of directs, we did get some rumors. Now, again, this is a rumor, so who knows what's going to happen, that we possibly are getting a Nintendo Direct this Friday. This comes from Venture Beats Jeff Grubb, who has a very good track record for accuracy. He said in a recent video that he's heard a few things, and hmm. there's a strong possibility that a Nintendo Direct will happen Friday, August 28th. Now, who knows if this is going to be the kind of Nintendo Direct we want. There was no hints or clues as to what kind of content we will be getting. We did mention that we got a Direct a while back that it was, you know, Partner Direct or something. It had like three games in it. So I'm hoping this is more of a first party. Here's what, you know, we're going to be doing for the next year type thing. But uh, who knows? Who knows if this is even going to happen? Typically, after a Indie Direct, we do get a Nintendo Direct. So I'm hoping we get some real news out of Nintendo, but if not, uh, whatever. The indies are still making their games, and I don't, I don't really, I'm not too worried about it. The indies else. are I mean, killing it. <laughs> yeah, the indies are killing it. Yeah. That's what I'm playing. You know, if Nintendo's sort of there, there's only a handful of first party Nintendo things that I really care about. So if they don't have more news about that, then and it's not some new IP that I just don't know about, 
Uh, I'm not too concerned, you know, if they come out and we got a new Yoshi game. Um, okay, I don't care. But if it's like if they come out and they have Metroid news, Zelda news, something along those lines, I would be interested. But to be honest, I feel like I, I just I'm more excited for indie directs when they can, when they happen at this point. I my hope slash prediction is they're going to give us something for Breath of the Wild too, just something. Um, Metroid Prime, we're not going to hear anything about that for a very, very long time, probably just based on the news from last week. Um, and I think there's probably going to be something Smash related in there. Well, yeah, just because there always is. There's always something (laughs) if it happens. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Smash all the time. Um, so that's kind of what I'm hoping for predicting, but I guess we'll see what happens if it happens. Yep. Uh, our next little bit, next and last little bit of news. Two of my favorite things are combining right now. Uh, IKEA is hopping on the Animal Crossing brand train. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, IKEA's Taiwanese Facebook page recently revealed its 2021 catalog, and it also shared an Animal Crossing version with fully furnished IKEA style houses. That's <laughs> and they are. Cool. They are wonderful. (laughs) So basically, they have these images on the site. We can try to link the uh, article in the show notes. But basically, it shows the IKEA catalog, and then it shows the Animal Crossing version of it, and they tried to replicate the photos as much as possible. There's this (laughs) one image where in the IKEA photo, it's like in a living room, and you can see, I don't know if people are familiar with those big, round paper lanterns. It's kind of one of those, but it's a huge gray ball in the middle of the living room. In the Animal Crossing version, there isn't really anything like that. So what they did is they took a character facing away from the camera with uh, their hair was up in a bun and they gave him gray hair. <laughs> so it like mimics the same sort of look. It, I, it, it's so well done. Props to whoever spent the time putting that together. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. this was great. I, I love <laughs> both of these, you know, seeing seeing this as inspiration for uh my own setup i i want my house to look like it was an ikea catalog in animal crossing and in real life i guess so (laughs) yeah true yeah (laughs) well that does it for the news this week and it brings us to our top 10 best sellers in the eShop. we have in first place animal crossing new horizons in second minecraft in third pocket mini golf and fourth mini trains lots of mini things this week and fifth not not a brain buster sixth Jumping Joe and Friends, 7th NBA 2K20, 8th Mario Kart Deluxe 8, ninth Luigi's Mansion 3, and 10th Puzzle Book. Now, I know that after the Indie Direct was over, they did announce like right at the end that there was a sale in the eShop. That's why mm-hmm. some of these things have mixed up a little bit. Luigi's Mansion 3 had a nice sale. Um, I think NBA, NBA 2K20... Uh, 2K- 20 <laughs> it's hard to say i can't do these like tongue twisters this week i guess but i think that one had a nut was also part of that sale so and then for new games in the top 30 we have two from the indie direct in 16th place we have a short hike and in 20th we have spirit fair so both those games that we checked are are in the top 30 which is kind of cool yeah i was i'm i was on the fence i i noticed this morning that luigi's mansion 3 is still on sale so i don't know it's not something i need right now i've got so many games uh i'm probably just gonna hold off but it, it's tempting it's like 30 yeah. percent off so it is tempting i thought about it too but then i remembered that i have little nightmares still that i'm planned on playing for the spooky season so 
Yeah. I'm holding yeah, out for that. Have to be busy with that. Mm-hmm. So that gets us into new releases we're into this week. And I think you should kick it off with the first check. So the first check, we actually both have it checked. It's coming out August 25th called Over the Alps. It's the debut game of Slave Studios. And you stay undercover, evade the police, and race across 1939 Switzerland in this Hitchcockian World War II spy thriller. You navigate twists and turns of an interactive story written by John Ingold, who I wasn't familiar with him, but apparently he's pretty famous. (laughs) Uh, The game is also available in 14 languages, including Chinese, simplified and traditional, German, Russian, French, and Arabic. And it's also replayable because there's a branching narrative with multiple endings. So you can play it as many times as you want, probably have different endings every time, which I love games that are like that. They always feel kind of fresh and different. So I thought this looked really interesting, kind of fun. Yeah, no, I checked this as well. Uh, I, I love it for, for 11 bucks, 12, 13 bucks, regular priced. I think that this looks really, really good. I love, love the style of it. When they were showing the trailer for this, it's got almost a, I don't know, like a vintage postcard look to it. It's mm-hmm. beautifully animated, really, really well done. I gave it a check and uh, may even pick this up. 11 bucks seems completely worth it. Yeah. Now, the next one I checked, it's August 26th. It's Jenny LeClue Detective. And it is $24.99 regular, but it's on sale right now for $20. And you play as Jenny LeClue, an inspiring young detective and obsessive pursuer of the truth. She gets more than she bargains for when her mom is accused of murder. She embarks on a journey to uncover the truth and soon discovers nothing in her town is what it seems. Jenny must use her skills of deduction and face her demons to find the real killer and unravel Arthurton's darker mysteries. When you watch the trailer for this, it looks really, really well done. Again, there's a lot of amazing animated games coming out right now, and it's similar to an Over the Alps. It's got just a lot of charm to it. It's beautifully well done, mm-hmm. and it has mostly positive to very positive reviews on Steam. I don't know what the the difference is there, but it still seems good to me either way. It also is $20 on Steam, so we're not paying a switch tax at the moment. It does seem like $25 is the normal price, which would be higher than what it would be on Steam. So I looked into it. I really, really liked what I've seen. It does seem like a choose your own adventure, very similar to Over the Alps, where you're kind of like making choices as you go, and that kind of directs the the narrative. So I liked it. Give it a check. I almost put a check on it because, like you're saying, it's very similar to Over the Alps, but Over the Alps Mm -hmm. one just because stylistically I was more into that. But it yeah. did like Jenny Leclou. I like how you said it. <laughs> it it still looked it looked really good. Yeah. Now I did just want to give an honorable mention. I think it's overpriced, but on the twenty seventh, Commander Keen in Keen Dreams Definitive Edition comes out. Now this is a game I played a ton of when I was little, and uh, I think it was really originally released in like nineteen ninety or something like that. And I can picture myself sitting around the computer with like my cousins playing this. And for just the memories, I would like to pick it up, but for fifteen dollars. Uh, I'm going to give it a hard pass. I mean, that seems like a it should be just a couple of bucks. And maybe, maybe I didn't mm. even have it as a checklist, but maybe I'll add it to the wish list and just see if it gets like a 90% Keep off sale at some it. point. Yeah, it's not yeah. something where I, 
it, I would only be playing it for like the memory of playing it. So for 15 yeah. bucks, I, I'd much rather buy like over the Alps or something like that than this. But it's worth mentioning if you do have fond memories of Commander Keen like I did, it will be coming out on the Switch August 27th. And I think the last, oh, no, never mind. You have Immortal uh, Realms checked. Then the next game we're into on August 28th is called Windbound for $30. It's by Five Live Studios, and it is an action-adventure. You play as Kara, who gets caught in this crazy storm while she's sailing and is tossed onto the shores of the uncharted Forbidden Islands. You have to craft tools and weapons to survive, hunt, defend yourself against the island's crazy wild creatures. And while exploring these islands, you basically make a boat and you can you know, sail around to all these different islands in this big area and you can find these ruins on them and uncover secrets of the past and just seems like everything you would want in an adventure game. Uh, I did see some things in the trailer that gave me really strong Breath of the Wild vibes, which I loved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I definitely checked this one. Yep, I checked it as well. I like everything about it. The I'm not as sold... (laughs) I'm a little torn because the the design, the the look of it is sort of Breath of the Wild where it's sort of this cell shaded look, but it does look a little rough in spots when I was watching the trailer. Yeah. So I, I definitely gave it a check. And if this goes on sale, I'd probably pick it up because I love all the other aspects of it. I love the survival, the hunt, the defend yourself, all of that kind of stuff that's built into this game. So I just want to say like, check it out for yourself and see if it's something that stands out to you. Maybe we'll see if any reviews pop up for it, but all in all, I really liked what I saw for this. The last one I checked comes out the same day, August 28th, and it's Immortal Realms of Vampire Wars for $40. I gave it a single check because basically it's got a lot of the stuff I like. It's a strategy game. Uh, It's sort of like this darkish feel because you're playing as these different vampire families, apparently. And it seems like it has turn-based combat, you know, where you're setting up your town and what, like how you're going to battle. And then it also incorporates unique card game elements. So I like all of that stuff. The immortal vampire thing just seems a little cheesy, but if they do it well, it could be (laughs) cool. So we'll see how it goes, but because it has the gameplay mechanics that I typically gravitate towards, I gave it a check just because I want to keep an eye on it. Now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you're playing now for me, I'll just kick it off because I'm playing the same thing I have been playing, which is the Witcher. I don't have any reason to want to put it down. So you will just continue hearing me say that that's what I'm playing. (laughs) But you got to start Bioshock soon. At some point, but I mean, there's just so much Witcher. There's so much witching to do so much, so many (laughs) things that need to be killed. So many monsters. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so much Gwent, you know, Gwent's not going to play itself. Gwent's and a big time suck for you. I just helped somebody take pictures. I, I recorded a really good segment you'll be able to watch. And he he challenged he, the, the, the project or the mission, I guess, was that he hired me up and he has this apparatus. And it was actually pretty funny. He has this thing where he wanted to go and capture um, images of these monsters so instead of me killing them, I had to like lure them out so he could get a photo. And this, the, his camera is like this funny looking thing he wears on his head and <laughs> just the, the variety and 
um, the writing in every single mission of this, even if these they're mundane, like sort of secondary missions are just so well done and just constantly enjoyable to, to keep playing. And you never feel like you're getting bored. You know, you're, you're, I'm in new areas all the time and the area I'm currently in is just breathtaking to be there. And, um, you just never feel like, Oh, here we go. I have to walk over here, get this thing, walk back. It doesn't feel like a chore different. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really enjoying it. Um, and that's just, that's anytime I do get to play, that seems to be what I, I stay with. Yeah. From what I've seen of where you are in the Witcher right now, it reminds me of like France and there's wineries and vineyards all over the place. It's, and it's, it's so funny too, because it's so different from the regular game. Cause this is the DLC yeah. that you're in right now, right? Yeah. It's so yeah. different from like the dark, mysterious, like, <laughs> Yeah, if anybody's familiar with Witcher, I'm in uh, Toussaint, which is sort of like you said, a French countryside. There's, yeah, it's almost like the like knights and honor and all of that kind of stuff. Whereas everything else was much darker, Middle Ages. This is more of like the romantic period of of the time period. Romanesque. The sun's always out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, which is a change. It's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. There's sun in the Witcher. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the writing too. Like there was one quest I saw and you had to like save this character and you find him and you're like, okay, I killed this monster so you can jump down now and I'll save you. And he jumps down and just dies. But that's yeah. like how it was written. It wasn't like a glitch in the game. That's how it was supposed to happen. The Witcher was like, well, okay. Like someone on the outside too. Like I didn't know much about the Witcher series or anything, but overall the the atmosphere of the game seems very serious and dark. So once in a while, you'll get thrown things like that. They're just kind of goofy and like very just human, I guess. Mm. And it just throws you off a little bit. You're like, this this feels out of place, but it doesn't at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I have been busy this week. So I mentioned I purchased a short hike. I uh, will probably play it soon. And... I also downloaded the demo for Hypnospace Outlaw, and I started playing that, and I'll finish that demo so I can hopefully talk about it a little more next week. I've been playing a little bit of Animal Crossing, the usual stuff, doing my chores. But I also jumped back into Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea Part 2, so the DLC. The reason I stopped is because Part 2, I I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, or maybe I talked about it with you on the side, Michael. I'm not sure. But basically, in this DLC, it was so different. And you play as Elizabeth, who is the female protagonist in the story. Um, But her character is so different than um, Booker, who is the guy that you're playing in Bioshock Infinite. So it, it just it's very different. And it took me a while to really get used to it. But after I put in it like about two hours, I was like, I was into the story, it picked up and I, I finished it last night. And I'm very happy that I finished it. It was very nice, very good, but also very sad. Mm. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> oh boy. So but... <laughs> in in the end though, overall, because you were saying you didn't like this the second you know, uh, burial at sea. Yeah. Yeah. Did, are I think you happy the reason, that you finally finished it? Yeah. The reason I didn't like it is because I was so used to every other Bioshock game where we have all these power ups and these, um, I can't remember the name, what they're called. The, the powers that you get. The plasma. Oh, I can't. 
the plasmas. Thank you. You get all these really cool plasmas you can use. And then you have all these really cool guns that you can use. And the ones you get an infinite are even crazier. And especially in the DLC, you get this one gun and it's basically like a microwave. You point it at someone and they explode. It's insane. But then you go from that to Elizabeth, who all she has is lock picks and sneaking. Which I like those characters typically in like RPGs. Like I like mm-hmm. sneaking with a bow and arrow and stuff like that. But yeah, like a rogue, roguelike yeah, character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But switching from that to this was such a drastic difference that I really had a hard time wrapping my head around it. But there is this one part where there's a torture scene and it's so intense and I had tears in my eyes. Oh, it was just so good. <laughs> oh, well, um, there yeah, you go. Yeah. So um, I'm really, I'm really, really excited for you. I know it's going to be a while before you guys get to Bioshock Infinite, but even just Bioshock, I just love all of it. it it's so yeah. good. Just the whole story. Well, and Matt said he was starting it this week, potentially. I mean, obviously, he's not on the show right now to discuss it, but yeah, probably by next week when he comes back, I'm sure he'll have some time in on it and he can mm-hmm. can uh, say how he's, his journey in, in Bioshock <laughs> is going. Yeah. But, so that's 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 pretty much it for me. It was just the the four things. So nice. Yeah. Well, if you would like to write us and tell us what you have been playing, please feel free. You can reach us at nintendodispatch.com. You just go right to the contact page. You can watch us. We do occasionally, more more rarely than not, but we do occasionally stream over at twitch.tv Nintendo Dispatch. Feel free to follow us there. And you can chat with us at any point. You can go to Twitter at Dispatch Podcast or Discord. There's a link to that on our website. We, we love to have people kind of reach out to us. We had a like a question block a while back. And if people want us to hear more of that, we would love it. We kind of really enjoy those episodes a lot where we're just sitting down having chats about stuff. We loved this episode. We know there wasn't a ton of, you know, hard hitting Nintendo news, but we're here for the games. And that's exactly what we had a lot of. And that's some of my favorite stuff. So a lot is coming out. We're both very excited for it. And we, uh, we want to hear from you and let us know what you thought of the most recent Indie Direct. With that, it's been your Nintendo Dispatch.